Greetings everybody, Andy Dukes here again and welcome to Ride and Talk. I just want to start today's episode with the pure sound of a BMW factory superbike going through the gears. For no other reason than it sounds incredible and it's a great way to introduce today's guest. But first, let's just enjoy hearing a few corners of onboard action from the Lausitz ring. to that all day. Right then, back to reality. Today's episode is of course all about racing, because as I'm sure you're aware, there's a new addition to the BMW Motorrad World Superbike team for 2021, Michael van der Mark. I managed to catch up with a fast-flying Dutchman recently to chat about his thoughts on the MRR and what he hopes to bring to the team in this year's series. Welcome to Ride and Talk and welcome to the BMW Motorrad family, Michael. It's great to have you on the podcast. Yes, it's cool to do, and uh, you know um, we've got time for this now. So absolutely, yeah. I mean, we first chatted back in January when you'd only had a quick outing on the new MRR at BMW's private test track in Miramas. I think since then you've been able to do some proper testing in Jerez and Catalonia. So, how is your feeling for the bike now? Yeah, you know, it was it was good to have uh, to have ridden the bike last year a little bit, but you know. Uh, now in, in Jerez, we had a three-day private test with just uh, three BMW riders and uh, the first proper taste of the new uh, M1000RR. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was a long winter, so I had to get used to everything again. But I think it's, it's good, fair to say that uh, the whole team did an amazing job because uh, we did three days in Jerez and then three days in, in Catalonia and, uh, or two days in Catalonia um, without any problems. and. You know, the bike is is quite new, so uh, that was you know for everyone quite a good uh, relief and knowing that everything works really well and you know this the speed you know in lap time wise will come as well. Yeah, I mean the, the last time we spoke, I could really sense your frustration at the not being able to get out on the bike, not being able to ride more, being stuck in lockdown like the rest of us. But it's great that things are finally moving. So, from the test so far and from your initial impressions, where do you think the bike is really strong already, and what areas of improvement are being focused on since the tests? Um, you know, we we had to test a lot of stuff uh, because. There was a lot of new new things, and I think the bike, the handling itself, the bike is is really is a really strong point. Um, but you know, it's always this last little bit, you know, which makes a difference in lap times, which is uh, whatever bike runs is difficult to find. Uh, but for me, one of the and for the team, uh, one of the biggest improvement uh, compared last year is, is top speed. You know, they they needed a bike who was a lot quicker on the straight because. They were really fast in the corners last year, but lost everything on the straight. And uh, now we, we got some good top speed. Yeah, so uh, that's easy to get a lap time. And now we can focus on the rest. So one of the their biggest 
issues is is kind of fixed yeah i can remember you saying last year when when you were on the yamaha you used to uh watch in the corners and and it was very good the the s1000rr in the corners but like you say it had a deficiency in top speed so great news that that's uh being fixed now of course you raced that cross-plane bike for the past four years i believe so the bmw factory superbike will feel and sound quite different i guess did it take some adapting to at first yeah it's it's took some adapting and it still is you know uh, i've been riding the cross plane four years and you know exactly when what will happen and uh, when the bike starts to spin and with the yeah with the m1000 with you know you always ride a bike listening to it and um it's for me it was difficult in the beginning to find out when it starts spinning you know and uh yeah it takes an adoption but we're getting there for sure yeah, with a new bike like the MRR, there are so many different areas to work on, lots of new parts to try, as you said earlier. And I guess it can be easy to lose your way going in different directions. But after these tests, do you at least feel like you've got a decent base setting established? Yes, exactly. Like you say, uh, we had so many things to test and also I had to get used to the bike. And um, I think in the first day in Catalonia, we got a little bit lost because we had to try so many things. And um Second day, we, you know, we had quite an okay pace, and um, yeah, at a certain point, I felt with race tires, used race tires, my pace was was pretty good. So at that point, I thought, okay, now we have a we have a good base, and you know, uh, comparing with the other guys, we were not the quickest, but we were getting there. So um, yeah, but there's so much work to do that sometimes we forget to just just ride a bike. I can imagine, yeah. It's never-ending, is it? Never-ending. But hopefully, I was wondering if these tests were also useful for you personally to get to know the whole team better face-to-face. You know, especially after the isolation many of us have experienced during lockdown and those long months. You know, uh, when I did Estoril test, it was just one day. And now we had, like, the first three-day testing in Jerez was perfect because it was just us. So I could just, you know... It was just us, just the team, and uh, getting used to each other, which was really well, well, really good. And you know, the team has grown a little bit, and uh, yeah, I really enjoy working with the guys. Great. Um, of course, bonding with a new team is really important, especially when I don't know a crew chief, technicians, data loggers, etc. They've all got to translate your feedback into positive changes on the bike that actually work on the track. So I'm interested to know how analytical you are as a rider and how much you study the data before and maybe even after races. Um, yeah, I'm quite different than, than most of the guys. You know, I don't like to talk a lot, but just explain my problem. Just keep it short and keep it, you know, not simple, but just say what the problem is and then fix it. You know, I, and if there's a problem, okay, I look at the data, but I'm not sitting there studying for hours because for me, I get lost then in my, you know, it's for me difficult to focus. I want to ride my bike. So, um, yeah, and, and this is, this is pretty, I think sometimes it's really strong because then we just, you can try to solve 10 problems. But when you solve one big problem, maybe it solves eight others as well, you know. So I'm just clear, just one step at a time and just you know, clear, not too much talking. Yeah, it's it's a real skill to be able to translate a rider's feedback into actionable results though, isn't it? But I just wanted to ask you about the new bike because 
you were signed very early to ride for the team for 2021. So did the fact that there was this all new MRR coming, did that really help you make your decision or were you just ready for a new challenge? For me, it was, it was for sure, it was a help because, you know, many manufacturers are coming with a new bike and uh, look at Kawasaki, Honda last year, uh, Ducati, uh, Kawasaki this year. So, um, yeah, it was helping me for sure because I feel like uh, with the Yamaha, it was, you know, it's a really, really strong bike. But if everyone keep bringing newer bikes with new technology and stuff like that, I, you know, I felt like, okay, we, we might come at a point where we will be behind them. And uh, yeah, for sure, seeing the new M1000 uh, helped me a lot with the, with the you know, decision. Yeah, like you say, there's there's lots of new bikes from a lot of the rival manufacturers. And, and obviously, there are also new riders in the 2021 series. So do you get a feeling that it could be the most competitive for some years this year? I think it, it's always been really competitive. and But if you look at the test, in, especially in Catalonia, well, it was, you know, really close lap time-wise. Um, and uh, like a normal time when everyone was on race tires. So, uh, yeah, that looks very promising. And uh, I think we can make a, make a good step forward. And especially with, uh, with another BMW team in, in the paddock with Folger and, and later on Leverty, this will help us a lot you know, to improve the, the whole package. Yeah, I was interested to know what your thoughts are that because there's going to be four BMWs lining up this year. So does having those two extra satellite teams, does it add any extra additional pressure for you as a factory rider? Or do you just feel part of one big project together? Well, yeah, normally you think you think that, okay, that's, that's some extra pressure. But I think right now for BMW and this whole project, it's, it's good to have a satellite team and uh, especially with the same materials as because you know, it's not a winning, winning bike yet. So we, we need all the sources you know, to, to develop it. And uh, I think with Folger and, and, Lev- yeah, and Leverty, two, two really fast guys with a lot of experience. Um, and of course, Tom on, on my other side as well. Um, yeah, we, we all, we've all ridden different bikes and I think all together we can make it you know, a, a winning package. Yeah, Tom on the other side. I wanted to ask you about him, obviously. Um, how closely do you expect to work with him? I mean, I guess it's always good to have someone fast and experienced on the other side of the garage, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's really good to have someone fast there. You know, uh, I think we've all seen uh, how, stro- how strong Tom can be. And also with the, with the S1000, he's been on the podium a couple of times. So, uh, yeah, no doubt about that. And uh yeah, we, we have a really strong team and we will keep pushing each other. Yeah, but the, the fact remains that challenging for the podium with a new bike is never easy. So I'm interested to know the goals that you're actually setting yourself for the season because obviously you've got the pedigree. I think you finished third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh in previous years in the World Superbike Series, not in that order, of course. But realistically, what would you be pleased with in 2021? Um, I think for us is. To get on the podium as soon as possible, that's that's our goal. Um, you know, I don't want to set any anything clear. Yeah? We all know that we want this project to, you know, that we get this bike that far so we can win for, or can fight for a world title. But we have to do it step by step. So 
I'm not setting any goals now. I think we can be really happy if we get on the podium uh, as soon as possible. Yeah, that would be great. But things are always changing, aren't they? And I think the race calendar's changed again, hasn't it? Certainly the last time we spoke, the first round of this year's series was due to be at Asa, your home race. But the season opener now, I think it's in Aragon uh, towards the end of May. So I know that you're someone who's genuinely happiest when racing. So you really must be looking forward to that first round in Spain, especially after such a long break. Yeah, you know, especially such a long break and uh, testing is, is really nice to be back on the bike, but racing is something different and uh, I'm happy we're going to start. You know, unfortunately, Austin has, uh, has been postponed, but, um, you know, then we start a bit later and we have a little longer season. I don't really care as soon as we, as long as we can go racing. Yeah, and just coming back to Assen briefly, as a Dutch man, you've had some really good results there in the past. So is it the layout that suits you or are there other factors that make this track so special for you? Is there a bit of history in there? Or Yeah, I think a bit of both. It's just, you know, the layout is fantastic. And uh, unfortunately, I've never rode the old Assen, uh, but I still think Assen is, is really cool. And uh, yeah, of course, I, st- I started my career there, so it's a bit special as well, but um, yeah, I just love the layout and uh, no matter what bike you put me on, I, I will be faster. Yeah, I guess the home support always makes a difference, doesn't it? So let's hope some fans are allowed back by the end of July when the Superbike Circus comes to the TT circuit, eh? Yeah, hopefully we, we can get some, some fans there because, you know, uh, racing is nice, but it's still a bit boring without anyone around. Yeah, it's not the same without the fans for sure. Did you really miss them last year? Yeah, you know, because you, you, normally you, you, you're battling in a race, you fight for a podium for a win, and, you know, after the finish, you know, everybody's clapping, cheering, and then you yeah, cross the finish, and it's, okay, the team is there on the pit wall, but that's it then. So, yeah, we're missing the fans. I remember, I think Portugal, um, Portimao, they allowed some fans uh, around the track, and, uh, yeah, it gave a bit of a special feeling, finally seeing finally some people around again. Yeah, gave you a boost, made all the difference for sure. You're a very laid back guy, Michael, but I'm interested to know if you still get nervous before races. Yeah, always. So do you have any sort of pre-race superstitions, you know, like putting on your socks, gloves or boots on in a certain order or maybe wearing the same lucky pants under your levers? <laughs> any, any of those crazy things? Yeah, I got a couple, couple of them, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I didn't think you would. All right, let's just talk about the secret of his success over the years for a minute, because not many riders make the successful switch between classes, but you've had wins and achieved championships from 125cc through 600s all the way up to 1000cc. So what would you say is the secret of your success? What do you put it down to? Yeah, I think some good people around me as one of the most important thing and uh you know also a lot of things in life sometimes you must have a little bit of luck and um you know it's not always been easy but you know with the right people you will you will get there and uh yeah also you know make the right decisions you know not to leave a class too soon and stuff stuff like that which you see happening quite a lot now when you know kids move on maybe too quick to to a bigger bike or stuff like that so I cannot say it's one thing, you know, it's, it's all together. 
Yeah, good advice to certainly does come at the top of that list, doesn't it? Because just staying an extra year in a class can make all the difference for because confidence is, is a big player. But in terms of your career highlights, I'm thinking probably it's the World Supersport Championship title or maybe the Donington World Superbike double in 2018. What would you say is the number one highlight of your career so far? Well, as... As a kid, and when I started racing, I wanted to be a world champion. So my world championship is for sure on top of on my list. But had so many incredible memories uh, uh, as well. So for sure, the world championship will be on top of my list. But for example, like Donington Park will be—it's not that far off. It's up there for sure. Yeah, I can imagine. Is there a single race victory that sticks out in your mind as being something that? really you'll never ever forget you know such as starting from the back of the grid and winning the race or, or you know can you think of a single race that is really special just for that reason just for the way you performed on the day well i i was in spain and i saw you know alex Lowe's uh there and uh when we had that suzuka win 2018 when we did the race together um that one will always stay uh in my mind because you know, normally you do this race with the three of three riders uh, or Japanese teammate got injured and uh, it looked like the team gave up because he was, you know, he was injured and, you know, he's, he's their hero and it was just Alex and me like, okay, we're just going to see where we're going to finish and we know we can finish on the podium, but at the end it was such a crazy race with the weather changing and, and stuff like that and at the end, we, we won it. So um, I will never forget that race and I will never forget the pain I've been in afterwards. <laughs> I can believe it. Yeah, that's a lot of hours and a lot of laps for sure. And and to do it, you know, in Japan, in front of the Japanese and, and the importance that they put on that race, it must have just been amazing. You've done that several times as well. You know, you've had a lot of success in Suzuka. If you're asked, would you consider going for more trophies in this format or would you just prefer to concentrate on World Superbikes for BMW for now? Yeah, you know, my my, my focus is on, on World Superbike, but, you know, whenever it fits in the calendar and uh, if you've got time to do it, uh, like, yeah, why, why not give it a try? Never say never, absolutely. Now, the pictures and the videos from the tests look fantastic and it was great to finally see your factory race bike in full team colours. Would you say that they're they're the best looking bikes on the grid for this year? Of course. I, th- well, I think our bike, if you look up from the front, it has something special. It looks really, really angry and I really like that. It's going to be cool seeing some of these on the road over the next months. But like a lot of races, you don't actually have a road license, do you? But how good do you think the series production MRR could be for customers to ride on track days, for example, and of course on the road? You see how much uh, production bikes have grown the last couple of years, how good they are. And if I see what a massive step the M1000 took uh, compared to the S1000, I think it will be a really good bike to you know just just get it out and just go to a track to ride it so um yeah i don't know i'm i want to try one to be honest i'm sure that can be arranged and i'm sure they'll be on tracks more often than, than they're on the road but i think you also like your fast cars don't you michael i mean how was your recent experience of learning to drift in the m3 and the m4 yeah we had this introduction of the new m3 and m4 and uh 
yeah, we had a kind of drift session, and you know, it's nice. These cars have a have a, have a drift analyzer. So you make a drift with a car, and the car will give you stars from one to five, and say how many degrees and how long the drift was. And and uh, there were a couple of other guys, and we had to do this drift parkour. And you know, at the end, I managed to do it all in once. And then, then the car didn't give me five stars. So you know what happened when what happens when I get my new M4? I need to get five stars in drifting. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Always remain competitive, and of course, you need to be fit to compete in the in the championship this year. So, what about your preseason fitness levels? Has your personal trainer whipped you into good shape already? Well, to be honest, I never stopped since the the end of the end of the season. I think uh, as a professional, you have to be all have to be be fit every you know whenever they need you. So uh, we never really stopped, and of course, now when we have a bit more time we, we train a bit harder because during the season we got a little bit less time more traveling so uh, you don't want to train as hard then because you need to recover as well because i think many people forget that sometimes recovery is even more important than than training hard so um yeah I'm, i've always stayed fit we never stopped training during the winter um but now we've got some more time yeah we we go a little bit harder yeah I mean, apart from the actual racing itself, which requires a tremendous lot of physical effort, what are the best sporting activities that, that you can do to best prepare yourself for World Superbike Racing? I know Eugene told me that a lot of people cycle, but cycling is not great because it changes your bone density. And, and if you've you got a reputation as a crasher, then it can uh, be a little bit difficult for you. But I know he's a very, very serious cyclist, Eugene, so... Yeah, but you know, cycling. I live in Holland. Everything is flat. So if I go cycling, I need to cycle what, like eight hours. You need to get cycle to Munich and back. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've got some hills already. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I think it's it's difficult to say. You know, you have to be fit. Uh, doesn't really matter what you do if you go running or cycling or mountain biking. I do a bit of everything not to get bored. You know, so keep changing it a bit or. Uh, boxing for example so uh, i don't think you only get really fit when you ride a real bike you know because you, you cannot really train it so you have to have a good base and then when you ride a lot you get a lot fitter by by riding yeah understood and away from the track when you're not racing what else do you enjoy doing drifting with my m4 <laughs> Yeah, I should like to see that. Yeah, yeah, we will see it soon, I think. Good. And, and finally, Michael, how can our motorsport fans follow you on social media this season? They have to follow us on television first, don't they? To watch our races and hopefully come to the track if it's allowed, if they allow us. But uh, I think Instagram is really hot right now. It's it's my favorite social media, and uh, of course Facebook is there as well. But um, yeah, Instagram. I'm always uh, not always, but there's always something new up there and uh yeah follow follow me and follow the team of course absolutely yeah of course the bmw motorrad world spk team will be posting loads of content across its channels too so michael it's been great chatting with you today we're really looking forward to seeing you on the bmw in 2021 and we wish you all the best for the coming season cool thank you speak to you soon thanks michael it's clear that you're passionate about what you do and are itching to get out on that factory BMW superbike and get racing again. And who can blame you? 
just the thought of being able to see four BMWs lining up on the World Superbike grid this year is enough to get any bike racing fans' juices flowing. So hang in there everybody, and let's hope that the wait won't be too long for all of us. Anyway, take care out there, stay in touch with us, and let's continue to make life a ride together. Bye for now.